It's April 2nd, 2020, and we are knee-deep in the coronavirus pandemic here in New York City. Now, they say that hard times make hard men, but I'm going to say that hard times reveal hard men. And what you do or don't do during this pandemic is going to expose who you really are. Now, what we're going to talk about in this podcast today is how you can combat the coronavirus by being sober. And don't freak out. By being sober, I don't mean you're not, not allowed to have a drink for the entirety of this pandemic. What I am saying is that the, the acronym, it's an acronym, SOBER, it's going to stand for and be a reminder to or of the things that you need to do every day to walk out of this thing a better person than you walked into it and to bring others with you along the way. So let's talk about the acronym. S stands for self-improvement. O stands for others. B stands for body. How are you going to keep yourself healthy? E stands for employment. How are you going to continue to get better at your job? And R stands for routine. Let's break these down one by one. So for self-improvement, with or without the pandemic, something that I do every day is I write down two to three things that I need to do to get better every day. Two to three things. And no matter what happens in that day, those two to three things absolutely have to happen. In fact, there are times where I do nothing else until I get those two to three things done. Now, during this time, I'll be very specific about what I've been trying to do. Every day, I've been trying to get a little better at being an athletic trainer. I've been trying to get a little better at being a football coach. And I've tried to get a little better at being uh, more productive and be more efficient in my life every single day. So I dedicate at least maybe an hour, maybe two, to those three things. And how do I do it? Well, for training, I am working on getting my continuing education credits from the NSCA. For football, I am reading articles either on X and O labs, or I am actually calling college coaches and trying to break down their coverage or their blitz schemes with them. I'm trying to work on this every single day. And then for productivity, and you guys heard me talk about these things on six, on six Minute Sundays, I'm constantly reading books, only one book at a time, but I'm always reading a book to try and make myself just a little better, a little better at something. But those two to three things have to happen every day. Now, am I saying that every day you need to spend the 16 hours that you're awake making yourself better and going to bed exhausted every night? Absolutely not. Do I binge? Hell yeah, I do. Am I watching Tiger King? Absolutely. I love every second of it. Am I still reading my Batman comics? Absolutely. Am I doing group chats with my high school friends and coaches in the training group? Definitely. There's time for all that stuff. But if you spend this entire quarantine period sitting home and just watching Netflix and binging and watch everything on that possibly is on Amazon Prime, you're, you're coming out of this a wasted person. You've missed an opportunity to get better. You've missed an opportunity to make yourself a better person. Also, I'd say, in terms of making a list of what to do, you should also make a list of what not to do. And one of those things should be, don't watch the news all day, every day. It'll drive you crazy. I've actually had to make a conscious effort to limit my news watching to an hour a day, only once a day. Because otherwise, you will freak out. All right? Look, the world changes, and it changes quickly. But if you're sitting there watching it for every second, it's going to freak you out. I think at this point... Most people get the general points of what to do during this pandemic, which leads me to the O, others. So what are you going to do for other people during this pandemic? Because it's not all about you. And the first thing I'm going to say, which leads to everybody knows what to do, is don't go outside. 
don't go outside. If you don't need to go to work, go get food, go get supplies, there's no reason for you to be outside. If you want to go work out and you do go outside, I'm going to say to you, go outside when no one else is outside. I got guys that I train say, yeah, I went to the park at 3 p.m. and it's sunny out and there's a million people there. Well, why are you going to the park at 3 p.m.? We trained you better than that. You should be going at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. I know I'm still going running uh, two or three times a week and there's nobody at the park. Nobody's infecting me and I'm not infecting anybody else because there's no one around me. So go at times where there's no one else there. But don't go out. And I can't believe that people are still going out, but they are. And even if you think, well, I'm tough, I'm strong, I'm immune, you could be giving it to somebody else. The longer we stay inside, the better off and the quicker this thing is going to go. So stay inside. Don't go outside. The other thing for others, what else are you going to do for people? I know for me personally, I spend a lot of my time now either writing programs for people. I put up, a, a, I think, a pretty good one on the internet. I'm sorry, on, the, on our website of, of our Holy Grail of Strength and videos for it. It's something that uh, I think will help a lot of people. I've got a lot of positive feedback on it. Or I've been coaching or counseling people on the programs that they've had. So pick a skill that you have, and if you can do it virtually, do that. I'd also say find a way to be social, and I'd say almost in a quote-unquote antisocial time. So for example, I'm a pretty antisocial person. I've, I rarely go out. I rarely do anything. But for me, it's about connecting with other people in whatever way you can. Now, the way my house is situated, I live in a townhouse. Our houses are all connected to each other. It's Staten Island. Yeah, we're all over each other, whatever. But what we do, me and my wife, will sit on our deck when she gets home from work or on the weekend, and we'll talk to our neighbors. They'll be on their deck, and we try to talk about whatever's on our mind. Sometimes we're stressed, and then we also try and talk about stuff that's not, not about the coronavirus. Again, link it back to the news. It'll freak you out. But that's one way to be social. The second way, I'd highly recommend the House Party app. My wife was able to hold a, a virtual brunch this weekend. So she had the House Party app up. She was playing games with her friends. They were drinking their mimosas, eating their food, and having a good time without actually being right next to each other. I'd also say, and if you're lucky enough to have your parents or your grandparents, not only call them every day, FaceTime them. Uh, maybe your grandmother doesn't know how to use FaceTime, but your mom and dad certainly should. Use FaceTime. Let them see you. I know I'm lucky enough that, A, I have both my parents. B, they live a block away. So I've been bringing them food. I don't go in the house. I leave it on the doorstep, but they come outside and we talk for a little bit, and then I go home. But make sure that you're doing stuff for other people. If you have money, I'm not saying you're rich, but if you have income that you're able to, to give to others, I'd also recommend that you find places that you could donate to, places where you know it's going to go to the right spot. I know something that our training group, uh, we, we circulated around, I know I did it, but was donating to a nursing fund that was going to help get them supplies. Because these people, they need masks, they need PPE, uh, they need gloves, they need all this stuff. That's a good place. And those people, they could be taking care of you or your grandmother, or your mom, or your girlfriend, or your wife, whoever. No, not everyone, you know, not everyone can, can be immune to this situation. So these are the people that are on the front lines that can really benefit from that money. The other way is if you wanted to support a local business, right? There's a, there's a restaurant that you really like. Well, if you think it's healthy, order, order from them, right? Order from them. Have them drop it off the door. Keep them in business. I know something that uh, my barber and I worked on was rather than him, you know, he's got to pay rent, uh, where, you know, for his seat at, at the barbershop. I'm sure he's got to pay for his mortgage, his kid's education, whatever it is. He's got to pay for it, but how's he going to do that now when no one's getting their head cut? Well, what we came up with was 
we're going to keep he's giving out gift cards now and I'm able to pay him now for let's say 6 months worth of, worth of haircuts so now that money's in his pocket now he can pay his bills now and then when this pandemic is over I got 6 months of free haircuts and by the way I'm going to need one cuz my hair's getting really long and I may have to go back to shaving my head very soon I'll be happy Mrs Mahoney will not be happy but whatever also, great video by Jocko Willink on how to give yourself a high and tight. Highly recommend it. Thank you, James Uske, for sharing it with me. The other thing I'd say is don't hoard. Don't hoard. You don't need 700 rolls of toilet paper. I know it kind of sounds like a joke at this point. It's like, but whatever. Why are you doing that? And when you hoard, the more you hoard of whatever you're hoarding, when people see that you're hoarding it, they get nervous. You know what they do? They hoard. And now you cause a problem. And let's just say that this got to uh, the walking dead, like that level of insanity, right? Where there's nothing left. Well, when people have nothing left and you have everything, where do you think they're going to go? If you're the only person on Staten Island with toilet paper or water or, I don't know, Zycam or emergency, where do you think they're going to get it from? They're going to come from you. Come for you. So don't hoard. Take what you need. When you need a little more, order more. Don't wait until the last second. Maybe have a little bit of an inventory. But there's people out there that really need stuff, and now they can't get it. Not to mention the panic that you have created by hoarding everything. The other thing is, I'd say, is in the terms of not hoarding, don't waste. So, you know, people that used to use uh, 10 paper towels for a small spill, just use one. And instead of using single-use items, like paper plates or a plastic fork... Use reusable items. Use glassware, right? This is this should really, first of all, it's going to help you save the environment. It's also going to help you save on supplies. So this is going to help everybody else. All right, but now we talked about everybody else. Let's get to you. Not the self-improvement part, but the body part. During these times, you need to stay as healthy as possible. Now, most of our podcasts talk about this, but I'm going to take it a, a little bit of a different angle. First, I'll take it from the same, same angle. Let's take it back to the, the secrets of strength. And I know I sound like a broken record on this too. But this is legit, right? The, the most important thing that you could work on right now is your breathing. Not only, not only will this help you have a stronger immune system and stay more relaxed and do everything else better, right? It's going to help you do everything else better. But I, I, I kind of believe, and I have no scientific data to back any of this up, but I, from what I'm hearing, there are people that get this the worst, really, really struggle to breathe. Uh, their lungs are not functioning properly. This, this virus attacks the lungs. And I, I believe that it could, be, it could be a real advantage to you if you are able to properly use your lungs and breathe right now. If you are able to expand your rib cage out. If your, if your diaphragm is able to expand and contract the right way. I believe that that little bit of an edge can help you fight this thing off just enough that may give you that edge. So really, work on that diaphragmatic breathing. Also, sleeping. Right? You remember from the Sleep is for Jack People podcast. You go to a big conference, and there's 100 people in the room. The ones that slept for 5 or 6 hours have a 40% chance more of getting sick than the ones that slept for 8 hours. So sleep. I've been sleeping, trying to sleep for like 9 to 10 hours now, a night. It's weird for me, but I love every second of it. My, I, I've lost, I won't go into all the gory numbers. I, maybe I will. I went from 191 pounds to 186 pounds in the last two weeks, eating basically the same amount of food, doing the same stuff. My body fat went down 1.5% because I've been getting a lot of sleep. 
a lot more than I normally have. So get your sleep in. It's important. You got to stay healthy. And yeah, of course, you need to train. What I'm going to recommend, though, is that you don't train yourself into absolute exhaustion. Train just enough to keep you ready for the next day. Not only, not only do you not want to let today's workout not ruin tomorrow, but you don't want to be exhausted and have your immune system shot, right? You know, you're all inflamed, you're jacked up, your body's trying to heal itself from this horrible workout, and now you get yourself sick. All right. I'd also say that, and I'll, look, I, it's tough. I, I don't relate to the, the common man that much, but I know a lot of people are indulging. Right? Ah, I'm home. I'm going to eat sweets and garbage because they're sad or they're depressed. You can do that, and you could do it every now and again. I, I have unbelievably sick cheat days, so I get it. I love pancakes. I love waffles. I love ice cream. I love all that stuff, but don't do it every single day. Also, what I'm constantly getting from my friends is pictures of them drinking. Day drinking, night drinking, drinking around a fire, smoking a cigar. Cool. Do it to relax, but don't get yourself drunk every single day. Your body needs to be at its peak right now. You got Your immune system needs to be at its peak. Again, this whole podcast is not about being sober the entirety of the quarantine. Have whatever drink you need to, to give you the edge that you need, but don't get yourself sick. You, you really need to keep your body at its peak performance. Uh, both physically and, I'd say, from an immune system perspective. Like When I say physically, I mean athletically, but from an immune system perspective as well. With respect to supplements, I'd highly recommend, and again, I don't know the right dosage because I, we didn't do blood work on you. Go to Dr. Tom for that. But I recommend that people take vitamin D3 with K2. It's important that you have the K2 because uh, if you do, then the vitamin D3 takes the calcium out of, out of your blood and puts it back into your bones. So it's important that you take vitamin D3. Why? Because vitamin D3 is helping people combat respiratory infections, right? So it's important. What are most people struggling with the, the, the worst way during this coronavirus pandemic? Respiratory infections. So take vitamin D3. If you need to, and I don't know, again, I haven't done your blood work, zinc is also something that has been known to help. So those are supplements that I would recommend, but again, I, I say it with caution because I don't know what your current levels are right now. But for me, I know I normally took three pills a week. I'm now taking four to five a week for my vitamin D3. Also, I haven't been outside as much because it's been raining every day. A little sunny today, though, pretty nice, but it's been raining every day. Not that getting a, you're not getting that much sun anyway when you're living in New York City in the spring. Now let's get to hygiene, right? So we talked about the upkeep of your body, but this is the hygiene part. Here's the best tip I'm going to give you. This may be the best coronavirus tip ever. Treat everyone and everything like it has the coronavirus. I'm going to repeat that again. Treat everyone and everything like it has the coronavirus. So what does that mean? So here's exactly what it means. It means when you touch something, it has the coronavirus. If you're standing next to someone, they have the coronavirus. If someone delivers a package from Amazon Fresh or Fresh Direct, it has the coronavirus. So you need to treat it like that. Meaning, after you touch that stuff, you need to wash your hands. And you need to wash them properly. I, I, I may, if you guys ask for it, I will send you a video. There's a video from Columbia University. Someone wrote a thesis on this in 1980. How to stop the spread of disease. 1980. Has 3.3 million views on how to wash your hands properly. I watched it. Watched it. I was floored. I couldn't believe how someone would wash their hands. I've changed the way I've washed my hands over the last week. It's not the good old put some soap on and just rub your hands together, right? It's not that. 
there. You got to get in between your fingers. You got to wash inside your palm, the back of your hands. You got to get inside your fingernails. Sick video, but wash your hands properly and do it after you go to the bathroom, before you eat, after you eat, if you happen to sneeze into them, when you handle a bag from Fresh Direct or Amazon Prime, when you hug somebody, anything, wash your hands. Now also, don't touch your face, because that's how this thing's getting transmitted, right? I touch coronavirus, now I put my hands in my eyes, or I put my hands in my mouth, or I, st- I don't know, I just can't believe that people are eating food with their fingers and putting it in their mouth. I've struggled with that in public in the past, uh, eat ribs, eat wings, I never really liked that, I mean, I was a germaphobe to begin with, but right now is not a time to do that. Go, go the soft way, go fork and knife, but don't touch your face, and be socially distant. So the other day, we had a problem in the house. I did not want to go out. I had to go to Home Depot. Had to go. Could not go. There was a light, a light that we absolutely needed. The, the whole switch broke. It actually fell out of the ceiling. I don't know how. I walk in. My wife's sitting there with this thing dangling in her hand. It's one of those drop lights. The actual light switch itself broke. Not the bulb, but the actual drop, drop light itself, the switching mechanism. So I have to go to Home Depot. They have us waiting outside. They're only allowing 100 people in the store. Good. I'm all about that. They have people socially distant, six feet apart online. Some dude comes up right behind me, like like an inch behind me. And he says, is this the line? I say, yes. And then I walk six feet to my left. He walks behind me. I then walk six feet to my right. He walks behind me. I just let him cut me. I said, man, you go. He said, oh, you go ahead of me. Said, just go, man. In my mind, that guy has the coronavirus. I'd also say, when we talk about your packages, that stuff probably has the coronavirus on it. Right? You got to think this way. Maybe it's a little, little nuts. Maybe it's over the edge. I don't know. So what me and my wife do, we have a staging area. Box comes into the house. We put that box. I grab it with gloves. I put it in a staging area. I let it sit there for 24 to 48 hours. Now I'm getting close to the 48-hour mark. I put it in that staging area. I take the gloves. I put them in a staging area. And then I recycle those gloves uh, with another pair of gloves and rotate them. I also, if that box touched me, I take those clothes off. I put them away, clean them, and I don't wear them again. Because I'm assuming that I have contaminated stuff on me from that delivery person or the box or whatever. And again, this at this point, it's not rude, right? It's not rude to that person or to me. You should assume I have the coronavirus. You should assume everyone you know has the coronavirus. It's one of the best ways to keep yourself safe. I'd also say that if you are getting food, I talked about before, if you're getting delivered food to your house... That person who's delivering the food, they got the coronavirus. If they're getting money from me, they should assume I have the coronavirus. So I'm trying to pay them in credit card. I'm, when I call up for that food, I'm saying, look, I'm putting the tip on the card right now. They can leave the food right outside. Cool. Now when they come in, again, I will take their stuff. I, now it's hard to have a staging area, right? You're ordering a, a steak from the Anadel Diner, which I always think is called Anadel Terrace. I highly recommend the Romanian steak. It is absolutely sick. Order that. You order that, uh, the bag probably has coronavirus. Take the bag, throw it out. Take the food, take it out of the container, put it on the plate. I don't know if this works or not, but I microwave it again, right? That that whole container that they gave me goes in the garbage. I decontaminate my hands. I, de- I change my clothes, but I treat everything that I just got from that food delivery as if it has the coronavirus on it. And it probably doesn't, but I'm being safe. And again, I, I want to keep supporting the local business. So I'm going to do that. But I'm just saying you need to be c- careful with it. The other thing I'll say is, and hopefully we're being socially distant, but uh, I totally agree with the Jocko Willink heart hammer. So there's no need for an elbow bump. Uh, you know, about two weeks ago, we hadn't seen Joe Trunzo for about a month of training because he's got a lot going on. He's got a newborn baby. I see him at the field and 
we're in the midst of this pandemic, and he wants to shake mine and Joe Marichko's hand. Like, what are you doing, man? You're the guy who's been the most safe out of all of us. So no handshaking. What I like, the Jocko Willink, he called it the heart hammer. So you take your fist, you pump it over your heart twice. That's that's a good way to do it, man. Heck, I don't like shaking hands anyway, so I think I'm going to take that one with me post-pandemic. All right, so I think I covered enough of the body. I think that was a great section of this thing. Maybe it's the most important section, the hygiene section. Take it with you, and remember that one great piece of advice. Treat everyone and everything like it has the coronavirus. Now I'm going to E, employment. So I'm gonna, what I'm going to talk about right now is the assumption that you have a job, you still have a job, and that the job that you have enables you to work from home. Right? If you're still doing your normal job, if you're a nurse or a doctor or a construction worker who's considered essential, this part does not apply to you, so you can skip right past it. This is for people who have a job where they can now work at home. They might have kids at home, their spouse may be at home, and things are a little wacky. So here's what I'm going to say. One, you need to find a designated work area. Do not make your work area the same place that you watch TV or where you work out unless you absolutely have to. When you're in that area, find it, make it an area where you're just going to do work. And don't, don't, don't do work for work's sake. There's this feeling of when you're working from home that there's this guilt that you need to be present 24 hours a day. You don't feel that way when you're on the job site, but you feel like it when you're at home. I got to be accessible. I got to be accessible. Or I need to be doing something from uh, 9 to 5. No, you don't. Right? You know, already know if you're listening to this thing that most of the stuff you do every day is worthless. So find work times, designate work times, designate work tasks, and get that stuff done. In fact, don't even designate work times. Maybe designate work tasks, and you work until those tasks are done, and then you can routinely check in when it's convenient for you to make sure that you're not needed for some sort of an emergency. I'd also say don't work out of a relaxed position. Meaning, if you sit down, I, this is a habit I got into, a bad habit when I first started being able to work from home. I'd lay down on my couch, put my laptop on my lap with a pillow underneath it, lay down, and then I basically want to pass out. Don't do it. Put yourself in a position where you want to work. Even as I'm doing this podcast, I'm sitting at my workstation. I am sitting upright. I'm not laying down. Would it be much more comfortable to be laying down or slouched over? Get yourself into a work position. Also, if you don't have to, don't use video conferencing on your meetings. People want to stay connected. Let me see you. Let me see what you look like. All right. Not only does it prevent you from having to get all uh, quote-unquote dolled up for the day, but more importantly, it keeps the bandwidth up for your, maybe your company or your home network. It was great advice we got from my company. Hey, let's just go audio. Don't have meetings if you don't need to have them, but if you do need to have them, you don't use video. We don't need to see each other, and if you're on a meeting with 20 people, who cares if you can see everybody, right? It doesn't matter to me. I don't need to see everybody. Uh, also, on that same note, minimize usage in your house. You, you, when I say usage, I mean internet usage, right? You don't need uh, Netflix, your, your personal laptop, your work laptop, your cell phone all going at the same time. And I, I'm guilty of this, right? I'll get bored in a meeting and I'll look down at my, my phone and I'll text somebody or I'll look at Instagram for a second. That's, it's not going to help anybody. Right? Stay focused on what you're doing. Limit, limit the amount of bandwidth that you are using because now they're all working from home. This thing is being challenged. And think about it, man. There, it's not like just some magic. There's not some wizardry that is sending the internet to your house. There are stations. There are, I don't mean like TV stations. There are actual legitimate computer network stations that are helping to get this feed to your house. They're helping to get that feed to the cloud. There are people doing that. Just like there are people that are working in a powerhouse that are, allow you to have lights on. 
or that allow you to have uh, ga natural gas, or there's people at a water purification site that are allowing water to be pumped back to your house. There's people that are still doing that. There's no, there's no magic that makes this stuff just naturally happen. So don't waste what you have, because when you don't have it, then you're going to freak out. All right, so that's the employment part. I'd also say this, is that creativity loves constraint. So let's just say that you're out of work. You have, there's not, there's, the job that you had, there's nothing you can do. Well, this is where if, if you are a survivor, you're going to have to find a way. Look at the time, look at where you have a skill set, and look at where this world that has a need can use the skill set that you have. And I'm not saying this is easy because it's not. But I tip my hat to my barber because, man, he could have just not come up with anything. He could have just said, woe is me, it's over. Right? Or uh, some of these trainers could have said, oh, we closed the gym, it's done. But they're doing a great thing. They're starting to do virtual coaching. They're starting to put programs out there online. They're offering, they're offering uh, I know Joe DeFranco is offering a discount on his certification classes now. That's smart business. So find a way. Find a way. I, I love what some companies are doing. I love that auto manufacturers, they're now making masks. I've seen that Dyson, the vacuum cleaner company, is making ventilators. There's people that are getting smart. And they're doing it to help. I mean, hopefully they're not just do it, doing it to profit off of others during this time, but they're doing it to help with the situation. I've seen alcohol manufacturers making hand sanitizer, right? So what are you going to do? What are you going to do with the skill set that you have? The last thing, and uh, I've talked about this before, it's routine. And this is the hardest one if you're home. Because when you have a job and you have to go to work, you get into a routine. i got to be in the gym by 5. I got to be on the road by 6:30, or I'm sitting on 287 for two and a half hours. Uh, as soon as I get home at five o'clock, I'm going to eat dinner, and then by 7:30, I'm getting my, getting ready for bed. Right? Like you have this routine. Well, if once you break out of that routine, the problem is, is that you start losing the whole day. So what I, I'm going to say to you is, if you have to work from home, and you're in this situation where you, even if you're not working from home, keep that routine. Remember this quote that I had in six, six Minute Monday. Routine in the intelligent man is a sign of ambition. Routine is just one less thing that you have to think about. So what I'm going to say to you is keep your basic wake-sleep schedule. The only reason I would change that is to sleep a little more. So I'm still going to bed at about 8, 8.30. But now I'm sleeping a little later. I'm sleeping until about 6. Keep your work schedule. Meaning if you normally work between 8 and 5, don't work on till 10 o'clock at night. Unless it's making you hyper-productive and you figured out new ways of working, don't change that thing. Also, get up, do what you normally do. Shower, brush your teeth at the same times. I know I fell into this trap when I was working from home. I'd wake up, I'd work out, I'd immediately start working. It'd be like, I don't know, 6.30, and then I look up, it's 4.30. I forgot to shower, I forgot to brush my teeth. I'm sitting around in my workout clothes, and I haven't done anything to like actually keep my hygiene up. And then you feel like less of a human being when the day's over. You're actually disgusted with yourself. So keep that routine. Now look, I know this thing, this podcast has covered quite a, a wide array of stuff. We went from self-improvement to helping other people to hygiene to your employment to routines. But I really believe that if you focus on this SOPR methodology every day, it's going to help you get through this. Not only are you going to get through it, you're going to beat it. And not only are you going to beat it, you're going to bring, bring other people with you along the way. So my challenge to you is, what are you going to do? Are you going to be exposed in a good way or a bad way during this pandemic? 
Because remember, hard times don't make hard men. Hard times reveal hard men. Stay safe. Stay inside. Don't touch your face. And the bonus one from me. Treat everyone and everything like they have the coronavirus.